On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo coming into the Raiders room with injuries, Tom Brady to the Raiders. We talked to the Athletics' Vic Tafer as well. A lot of things we discussed with him, including winning with the offense, Tom Brady's Raiders ownership, Raiders OTA stories, Devontae Adams' con comments, Josh McDaniel's hot seat, and of course, we end up with What Up Webbacks. And we love you. Subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Uh, still on Shanghai time. I got home Monday past midnight, walked through my door after 30 hours of travel. Straight to the wife leaving out of town for work. So it's just me and the kid and all my work. So if I pass out a couple times during the show, um, that's okay. just kind of how my day's been. Gotcha. Just, just, just yell really loud. Just do like a clapping sound or like try to scare me. Or I didn't, a bu- I didn't have a buzzer or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Be like, John Gruden's back. And be like, what? Huh? Huh? And then I'll start getting ready to go. Do you have any time to give her a little pickle tickle before she left? Fuck no. I was So I come home. And when I'm gone, the baby, like my, my, my daughter's like three and a half and she's getting at the age where she sometimes gets nightmares. And so I come home and she's in bed with my wife, completely passed out. So I have to kind of like roll her over skinny my way in. It's like one o'clock. I have to get up at seven. I got my radio show at nine. And then it's just been me and the kid the last two days and I picked up all these other projects with like UFC stuff, but I wouldn't miss this. For the world didn't get a lot of good raiders talk in china but yeah. i did get some pictures with my raiders hat around shanghai nice. i posted one of them i bring raider nation excellent. with me everywhere excellent sir excellent yes excellent much appreciated question of the day and this question will be posted and pinned on the comment section as always as we do with the autumn wind bags and we'll get exactly why this is the question of the day this was a question that we were asking before this week before the recent news, when the Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo, you're like, okay, you know what we're getting? May- arguably, not that tough of an argument to make. He's the most injury-prone quarterback in football. So the question is, how many games does Jimmy G start for the Raiders this upcoming season? Let us know in the comments section. So as it turns out, we'll get to it a little bit deeper as the show goes on. But when he was signed, when the Raiders signed him, he still had an injury on his foot that wasn't fully recovered. And now there's a part of his contract, there's a clause in the contract, that if he isn't fully recovered by a certain point, you can just waive the entire contract. He doesn't get a dime. That signing bonus is now pushed off until he's cleared. All that stuff. So before he even suits up, before... Like he's not even getting a signing bonus. We, the Raiders literally haven't paid him a dime yet. He has gotten zero money so far. Unheard of in football. This is like Antonio Brown type of situation where he's like in the building practicing kind of a Raider but hasn't gotten a dime yet. That's Jimmy G. So he's already injury prone. He's a Fabergé egg. And now he's coming into the game, into the season, injury prone. With that said, 
17 games in the regular season. Fingers crossed. Maybe let's hope we get some playoff games in there. How many games does Jimmy G start for the Raiders this season? Soto, do you want to go first? Wow, are we talking playoffs too or just, just regular season? Let's assume the Raiders go to a Super Bowl. How many of those? Hey, let's games? just let's just do regular season, okay? Okay. Hey guys, calm down. They're fighting over there. Fucking fighting. Look at that. Yeah, I see him. All, All riled right. up thinking about Jimmy. I know, right? They're like, fuck Jimmy. Um I'm hoping for 12 to 13. Okay. I'm trying to be realistic. I would love, to, I mean, I'm hoping for 17, right? But mm-hmm. I, I would, I would realistically, if he started 13 games, I'd be like, all right, we can maybe hold down the four, four games. So are you thinking like, that's all like kind of, how are you seeing those games missed? Is it like a uh, sprained ankle midway through the season misses two games? You know, he doesn't come back from his surgery until week three. Or are you like, all right, he made it to week 13, season-ending injury. How are you seeing that spaced out? I I see it being something that he misses four games in a row, probably. Okay. Yeah. Four games in a row. Yeah. Okay. Well, since he's been a full-time starter with the Niners, 2018, right? Came in at 2017, played five games, went 5-0. and 2018, he's the starter. He played three games that season before he got hurt. 2019 was the year that he played the entire season, all 16 games. 2020, he played six games. 2021, he played 15 games. 2022, not starter, came in because of injury and then got hurt again, and he played 10 games. It's one and one and one and one, so we got the good year this year. So uh, it's three, 16, six, 15, Ten. One See? full season between them. Now it's a now it's a year for him to, to to play a lot of games. If you average it out, he plays about ten games a season. If you average yep. it out, and since he's coming into the season injured, I think if we get ten games, we're kind of lucky, right? He's coming. He's coming in injured, and as you know, I'm you know I'm going to turn forty here in two weeks. The older you get the more injury prone you get for multiple reasons. One, you're just kind of older, right? Your body breaks down over time. But two, especially when you're already injury prone, your body compensates for other things. Like even me, right? I'm not a, you know, I, I didn't play in the NFL for 10 years and all those years of college ball, but you know, I wrestled four years in college, seven pro fights, you know, decades of jujitsu and wrestling, all this kind of stuff. My body breaks down and things around it start to break down. Like my lower back turned into sciatica problem, which has turned into a knee problem, which it all starts to compound each other. Yeah. So Garoppolo's coming in with all these injuries and your body has to compensate the other way, right? If he's got one foot injured, his other foot's compensating for it. Now that foot's now injury prone and it just all starts to build. So to think he's going to get healthier the older he gets, I don't think is realistic. I think 10 games would be a win. I think I think 10 games, 10 starts out of 17 games would would be optimistic ba- based purely on his history. Now there is obviously injuries, there's a lot of randomness to it. There's a lot of just dumb luck, good luck, bad luck, super random um that you can't predict. But he's got a track record. 
He's got a track record. And mm-hmm. like we saw, we saw with Josh Jacobs, right? Track record of getting hurt. Didn't that last season. Like behind one of the worst lines and with one of the heavier workloads of his career. It was a contract year. So maybe that helped a little bit. I'm saying I'm saying around 10 games, just based purely on math. And I think I added one game of optimism. Yeah, you know, look. It's possible for someone to deal with with the the punishment of the NFL better as they get older if they train smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, like once freaking once once I mean I'm not gonna use I'm gonna use him because we'll talk about him later. But once Tom Brady stopped using the Pats st- shit and started using his own guy, like mm-hmm. he got healthier, he got in better shape, he got stronger, he phys- physically looked different, and he was able to play a lot longer than you would suggest somebody well of his athletic talent. Ditch the would. strawberries, grab the avocado ice cream. There you go. Yeah. It's um, it's possible. It's possible. We uh, need Jimmy G to stop with the like thick ass triple D strippers and move on to like the petite. Look, man, you know what I mean, the the, Asian the, 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 like Asians. Yeah, like the barely eighteen porn. You know, Jeez. really tiny ones that can't hurt him. I don't want. Listen. I don't want some. I don't want some thick ass Latina bouncing on him. Like that's gonna start. He's gonna throw a hammy out, a groin no, injury. That's gonna. That's a hip problem right there. Yeah. Trust me, I know. I got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, he. I just want to make it very clear. He said over eighteen. Yes, over eighteen. Very yeah. clear. Definitely legal. Definitely, Definitely legal. I just want them petite. I don't want. I want. I don't want ones that can hurt him. I don't want like. We don't want no Wendy Whoppers over here with Aiden <laughs> O'Connell, aka Farva. I don't want the type of chick who's like uh, from Beer Fest when the dude gets drunk and he thinks he's banging the super hot chick, but oh, really she's a 300 pound black chick. And she goes like, I'm going to break your dick off. And she's riding <laughs> I, like him. Ketchup, I like mustard on my hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> like licking his toes with mustard. Oh, I don't want that. Cool. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want the girl that he thinks he's banging when he's drunk, not the huge one that actually is actually. Yeah. Banging. And it's not any type of preference here as far as what's better. Uh, it's what's better for his health. Purely for the physical therapy. Always. That's Always. all I want. So let us know what you think. How many games does Jimmy G start for the Raiders this season? Are we being too pessimistic? We're saying, look, it was all scheme, all bad luck. He'll make all 17 games. Won't miss a play. Uh, are we being too optimistic? It's like, well, he's, he's getting older. He's not going to get healthier. You guys are crazy. Let us know. Comment section. Uh, the reason we bring this up, we'll dive deeper into that, uh, that whole issue. Uh, the news broke a few days ago. There's an addendum to Jimmy Garoppolo's contract with the Raiders, um, like we said, where because of that foot injury that's still not re- he's not recovered from, he doesn't get any money until he's cleared. The Raiders, c- if, the, if he does not clear, the Raiders can just move on from him and just say like, nope, it's like you never were here. It's not even a divorce. It's an annulment, right? No division of assets, no custody battle, none of that. It's like, ah, oh, Jimmy, hope you enjoy the casinos for the last month. You're a free agent. Go get healthy. Go play somewhere else. Right? Yeah, they're they're starting to call him Jimmy Addendum G. Yeah, Jadendum. Addendum Jadendum G. So it's a three-year, seventy-two point seven five million dollar contract. Thirty-three million of that's guaranteed. Um, His twenty-two point five million dollar base salary is this season. All that can be waived if he doesn't pass this physical. Yeah. So, a couple things. I guess we now know why 
when it was supposed to be signing day for Jimmy G in the press conference, they waited a day. They're like, oh shit, this guy can't even walk. And we're supposed to sign him a third of a uh, nine-figure contract, right? $33 million. Did the Raiders... Does this make you proud or worried about the Raiders organization? Because they signed a dude that was hurt, that has a history of being hurt, but they did catch it before it was a major issue. Does that make sense? Does that make you yeah. feel like, okay, they... Because they kind of yeah. saved themselves, but should they never have been in that situation? What do you think? Let's, let, let's just follow the logical steps here. You have a quarterback that was injured and missed, missed the end of the season because of injury. Okay. You sign the guy, you bring him in, and you, you put him through a physical. The reason why he didn't, we didn't have the press conference the, the first day was because he, he failed the physical. Mm-hmm. They had to rework some of the contract word of verbiage. Uh, and the next day everyone was cool with it and they did it, went through with it. Okay, let's take a look at it. Something that's very important here. This is not up to like arbitration. All right. This is not up to like a third party to see if Jimmy G is healthy enough to play and passes his physical or not. Mm-hmm. This is solely up to the Raiders. This is solely up to the Raider doctors. So Jimmy G said, Yeah, man, cool. Uh, your, your doctors can pass or fail me. That's fine. Now, that seems to be a little bit of a conflict of interest if there's a question if he's going to be healthy enough to play. Now, if the injury was like, look, the doctor's like, look, this injury isn't healing the way I want it to heal. I would be, I would feel much better if you do this corrective thing to it. It's going to take, you know, just like a broken bone or whatever. It'll take six weeks and it'll be fine. Right. And he'll be back in plenty of time because it's done in March. He'll be back in plenty of time for training camp. Not going to be a problem. Uh, And Jimmy G's like, cool, man. If that's the case, then sure. I'm betting on myself that I'm going to be because you're telling me I'm fine. And Jimmy G agreed not only to be able to wipe all the contract out if he's not healthy enough. He agreed to let the Raiders doctors be the deciding factor. Not a third party, not his doctor, nothing. Just solely on the Raiders. So all that together tells me this is not a big deal. Now, I also heard Michael Lombardi on his podcast say, especially with veteran players who have an existing injury, this is common. This addendum is common, especially with veterans, that he's done a ton of contracts which he has he's been player personnel and gm and all that stuff all over the league with like four different teams and it's commonplace to have this in there uh and the fact that it was put in there and that jimmy g agreed to have the doc the raiders doctor be the sole deciding factor to this i don't see this being a big deal they should have added an addendum that said you can no longer bang porn stars with kids because i don't want them waking up in the middle of the night and stepping on like a lego set a lego set dude that's Bro, I saw a video That's of a brutal. guy. That's he stepped worst. on one of those little charger boxes with the little prongs mm-hmm. in it, and the prongs went in his foot. That is a new nightmare of mine. Yeah. I shuffle my feet. If I can't see, I just shuffle it. I've learned that. So, like, you know, us Southern California boys who grew up going in the water, you're supposed to shuffle your feet so you don't get hit by a stingray, right? If you step on a stingray, that's how they sting you because their tail comes up and gets you. If you shuffle, you won't get stung. So, I've learned the shuffle, the two footed, sh- the beat shuffle. And that's, 
I've learned that just from surfing, but I've been able to adapt the technique for parenting. Those Legos I'm sure hurt, you learn that as well. Um, so the, 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 there are definitely already issues in the sense that like, he's not a full participant in OTAs, which isn't the end of the world, but you want him there. Brand new quarterback, right? You got to start building well, chemistry with, he's not, he's not participating fully, right? He's doing rehab. He's lifting. He's doing, you he's know, in all the meetings, meetings and stuff. So he's, but, but he's not, he you know, he's doing homework. So he's, but like I said, he's not a full participant of OTAs, gotcha. right? You need to be, you need to be building chemistry with Devonte and Hunter and all these guys. Right. Um, like you said, not the end of the world. It's just OTAs, but he already is behind a little bit. Okay. That's, that's done deal. The other part is yes, he agreed to do all these things, but I don't think he had a great plan B. I don't think he had an offer from, you know, the Panthers that was $32 million guaranteed. And he went with the Raiders because it was 33. I could be wrong, right? I'm obviously don't read the mind of every GM and, and Garoppolo's agent, but I don't think there was any offers out there that were even close to what he was getting with the Raiders. So I think that's also part of the reason why he said like, whatever addendums you want to do, you are in full control because I'm not going to get a better deal anywhere else. So well, those are there, my concerns. Was there a better deal out there than zero though? Well, if he, but this is the thing, if the Raiders say you're out of here, like that he's damaged goods this off season. Mm -hmm. Right. So like if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't say, if he doesn't agree to this and the Raiders bring him in, prepare a press conference, delay the presser one day and then say, no, we're not signing you. You failed the physical. He's damaged goods to the other 31 teams. So I'm hoping you're right, Soto. I'm hoping it's just like, uh, I mean, yep. yeah. Yes and no. I mean, to like the general public, yes. But to the teams that do their homework, it can be like, all right, what happened? Well, the, 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 the agent's going to say, look, they wanted us to do a totally Raider-friendly deal, completely 100% Raider-friendly. Mm -hmm. Not only are they the ones saying that who if he's healthy or not, but they owe him absolutely zero if they say he's not, maybe he mm. is, maybe he isn't. But as long as they say he's not, he gets zero. And we didn't want to agree to that. That's the reason why he didn't go through. So it's and that, I mean, and that would be the, what a good agent would do, right? That's the argument they would make. And whether other GMs, you know, buy it or not or whatever, it's 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 well, it's the truth. When other GMs, it's well, the, the also the truth is he was signed and the Raiders were. At the at the eleventh hour, got rid of him because of injury. Like that's also still the truth. So again, it, none, none of this is black and white. It's not like oh, if the Raiders said no, he's out of football forever. Well, wait a second. Wait a it second. Clearly, second, doesn't wait. help him. Wait a second. If in that in the scenario that you posed, if he didn't sign, it wasn't because he wasn't healthy. It's because he didn't he didn't want to sign that contract. So it was still possible for him to be healthy for the year to start, but he didn't want to sign that Raider heavy friendly contract. That's the reason why they didn't sign him because they were still willing to sign him if he agreed to that contract. So that's the reason why yes. he didn't sign. But that's my point is if he, but now he's, he's shoved into that corner because of an injury. Does right? it hurt him? With yes. Is it as bad as you're saying it is? No, it, it's not like, Oh, he's, you know, he's unsignable now because of this injury. That's not, I, the I, case. I never said he was, I never no, said he was, I'm but, pushing it. I'm pushing it further be, to just to put a point. But it hurts. 
It does. No, it definitely does. If it, if he didn't sign with the Raiders, it does definitely hurt. There's 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 no way he comes out of this with not there being some bad optics to it. Question. So yeah. so so best case scenario is he passes that physical in the next month, which everybody in the building he, expects him to do. He play yeah he 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 plays he plays fine. The foot's fine. Whatever. Right. He, even then though, he's already the most injury questioned player in football. Is there a single player in football that's like high profile or injury is the number one question more than Jimmy G? I don't think so. And now all you've done is confirm everyone's big Christian McCaffrey by, by av- adding this one to it. Even even Christian's gotten more than one full season, right? Uh I think I think last season was his like first full on season full where on. he played every single game. I'm pretty sure he played on two different teams. Check. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, anyway, anyway he's up there. If he's not number one, he's. Yeah, in the yeah. I, mean, I, I just, I was just thinking about it, and yeah, I mean, he's definitely for quarterbacks for sure. So number. So my second question: Is there any part of you, and by extension, you think there's any part of Josh McDaniels or Dave Ziegler that's kind of thinking to themselves, maybe we can get out of this? We promised him the seventy million dollar deal, thirty three million guaranteed. For a quarterback that's thrown six picks in four playoff games, he's played on an amazing team. That's been the success. Do you think, because this may end up being a blessing, right? They get him into the room. Maybe he's not as smart as they remember. He's not the little drills that he can do. Maybe it's not working out all that, all that great. This gives them a chance for him to be basically a Raider, be in meetings, be in practices, not full participant, but, you know, still in there. And then still be able to have a full refund option as if you never Ooh. bought. So this, this is sort of a blessing in a way for the Raiders specifically. And I'm wondering if they're going to use it. It's like, eh, I could think of some other uses for that $33 million other than a quarterback. That's can only get through one season healthy. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think that they were comfortable with the player. That's why they mm-hmm. gave him the contract. The injury is just is just a, a, a an insurance policy against something that they don't for, that nobody in the building, nobody that knew of the situation, doctor included, expects him not to be ready. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just and I'm hoping that's true and not just like everyone being hunky dory, right? Because when when no, this no. all happened, like because the 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 day after they delayed it, everyone's like everything's fine, no issues. No, it was no delay of anything. Everything's 100%. And we found out later that it was this. Bro, how how impressive is the fact that this didn't get out to like two months later? That's, uh, we, we, we bitch and moan constantly about how like the Raiders don't give us anything. Like at least give us like a little insight. We get it. You want to be competitive. You want to give any of the other 31 teams. They got that front office you know, locked down. <laughs> That's just locked tight. Then a virgin's honeypot. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I understand where people are coming from. I understand like the 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 pause for concern, but you have to take a look at it logically. Like, there's a the, no player is going to agree to something that's so against them. It's so one sided. This contract is so one sided as far as the execution of it. If they didn't feel like everything was going to be fine. And well, the fact again, that goes, that was the first day of training camp. It, that it goes actually, back to sorry, the first day of free agency. Excuse me. There was an option yeah. for them to move forward to someone else. If there was any sort 
of like pause or any sort of like concern that he wasn't going to be ready, then 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 yeah, they could have gone in a different direction. But the fact that they stuck to their guns is number one. They probably liked him that much to and knew that he could perform well. And number two, they didn't feel like the injury was anything that was going to hinder him from playing. Well, look, I, I know what the Raiders did it because they have nothing to lose, right? They have this great contract. If you know they get to have him in the building for a month, and if they're not satisfied, then he's gone, right? This, well, I mean, also great you for know, the Raiders, they have nothing to lose in this that's situation. Not other than that's time. not true at all. Because where what are the options now? That's something to lose now. Well, you, you, they, you have they, that was already them. done, though. Right, like they had already moved up, let Jared Stidham go. Signed. They'd already kind of like done that. There was other players that were available at the time to sign. They could have signed another guy. How about how about this? What was the second best deal you think that Jimmy G had? Because you know you're saying like I I, I, I hope you're right that he's just that, like dude. super like he's super confident in his recovery, and that's and that's could very well be the case. It's not but, about him being confident. It's about the Raiders' doctors being confident and the Raiders being confident. No, no, you're saying confident. you're saying he's confident because he signed a deal that gives the Raiders all the power, right? You're saying yeah. like he has to be confident in his recovery that he'll be fine okay. because he signed this deal where they have all the power, right? Yeah. Hopefully that's the case. But the other part could be maybe he wasn't really getting any other offers, and so rolling the dice on thirty-three million or seventy-five, right? Thirty-three million guaranteed, seventy-five million big one. Mm -hmm. It's like all right. Maybe I'm 50-50 or 60-40 or 70-30 or whatever the number is, but the num but the money is so high. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm rolling the dice on this on the Raiders, right? Because my other my other offers were so little that it, it's it's not worth me saying no to the Raiders and trying to take the second best. It's worth rolling the dice. I'm in Vegas now, right? I'm making a gambling. And again, yeah. this is all speculation, right? Yeah. It is there's such varying degrees, but just the more JT the Brick did a little video. He's like, oh my God, it's all these Raider haters that think it's a problem. Jimmy G says it'll be fine. The Raiders say he's going to be fine. He's in the building. It's like, pump the brakes, man. We were this worried before this news came out that Jimmy G was going to have injury problems. Like, but, but before this came out, we're like, that's yeah. the number one issue, right? Like, we're all kind of like, okay, that's a lot of money guaranteed for a guy that gets hurt all the time and only played for amazing teams. Like, we're already kind of, let's be careful here, guys. And then this happens. It's just, it's just, if this was Derek Carr, who's like one of the healthiest quarterbacks ever, we'd be like, okay, he'll get healthy and he'll play because he, that's always what's happened. He's missed two games because of injury in nine seasons. We'll be fine. When it's Jimmy G, it's a, it's, you're, you're compounding a problem that you're already compounding the biggest problem with the quarterback. Hence my worry. Mm -hmm. I, I, look. The reason why he he only he only missed two games was because the injury was on the third to last game of the season. If he had, a, excuse me, sir, I want to chime in. And all right, if 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 uh, if that injury would have been earlier in the season, it wasn't like he was going to be. It, he and was, it was like, like, like you know, Wolverine and and be able to come back the next week. Like no, he was going to be done for the year, regardless of when that injury injury took place. So let's just have a little hindsight on that. Um, I just it's it's hard for me to believe that an entire organization and 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 a, a, a medical staff were would sign off on something if it was that big of a deal if it was a a, a roll of the dice if hey this fucking guy man I'm gonna He's kick him out Jimmy G a pussy he is okay. he probably found something okay. in the wall or some bullshit I'm trying to cover them up but i i just it's yeah, in your me. closet 
Right. So, look, look, I, I, like I said, this could be a blessing for the Raiders because they're in a no-lose situation other than time, right? They, they'll lose a month with someone else that should be taking the QB1 reps, but it's – Yeah. And, and not getting somebody else. So, so it's not 100%. But now instead of like just kicking the tires and hoping you bought a good car, you get to test drive it for a month. And then bring it back with nothing, right? You like get, Carvana. Carvana, you could do Carvana, that. Carvana, right? They didn't go to a dealership. They went to Carvana. They're in a, this could end up being a blessing in disguise. If if Josh McDaniels gets him, he's like, look, you're not the same guy. The injuries are starting to mount up. I got other plans for that $33 million we're guaranteeing you. We dodged a bullet. That could be a case, too. Because it's, it's it's a no lose situation for the it's just a hard, it's it's a hard situation with with this year though like you're what are you doing at quarterback this season? Because you, you look you know for a fact Brian Hoyer if, if, if yeah exactly if if that's that's gonna have to be the answer. If they yeah. had if they if they would have kept Jared Stidham, I think this conversation is different. Where it's like oh, okay, totally let's, different. Let's roll, let's roll the dice on the guy who played really well for two games. You know, we're going super cheap. Maybe he's, you know, he's in the he's in the building last year. He knows the system. Yep. He he responded well. He played well uh, when he was there. I, I I get it. But let's just say, for example, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be a possibility either. He's mm-hmm. far too erratic. He's not coachable. He's he's not accurate. Locker room he, poison. He's not anything that that Josh McDaniels covets in a quarterback. Okay, so ginger. Um, just <laughs> right. negatives just stack up. Um, so let's just say, for example, Jimmy G's not 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 the answer, and and we move on from him. Brian Hoyer is going to be the starter up until Aiden O'Connell is competent enough to start. Not mm-hmm. even if he's a better option at the time, because I think they see his ceiling being higher than Brian Hoyer's. So yeah. then it'll just be oh clearly Hoyer's the, in the West sixteenth year or something like that. Yeah, the Aiden O'Connell era will begin within the first month of the season, if not right away. I, I'm not saying that's a good thing or bad thing. I'm saying that's that's the alternative if things were to go sideways with Jimmy G. Hoyer is in the building 90% as a coach, right? That, like, that's why he's here. It's like the mentor, Garbers, O'Connell. Yeah, dude, Hoyer you know. is there to teach the quarterback room how to prepare uh, for a game. And uh, Jimmy G is there to teach the young quarterbacks how to prepare to get bitches. Mm. Dude, what if fucking Aiden O'Connell in the second season comes back with a tat on his face and shit? He's all corrupted. <laughs> Vegas corrupted his ass. <laughs> well, th- this is the thing. Is is there a worse person to learn to get chicks from than Jimmy G? Because the way he gets chicks is just like, so goddamn. hey, look at me. <laughs> hey, you see this chiseled jaw and pouty come hither lips and sparkling eyes? Dude, like, it's, it's not the only problem he has... Getting chicks is if his suit coat isn't tight enough, dude. Like, it's like asking, it'd be like asking Tyreek Hill, like, all right, he's going to teach me how to run fast. It's like, eh, come on. He's not teaching you how to run fast. He's fucking gifted. You know, Jimmy G's not going to teach me how to pull chicks. <sighs> but Jimmy G also plays it cool, man. You heard, you heard Austin Hooper's story about yeah. the chicks fighting over him. You no, know, what you do with Jimmy G is you take his table scraps. Like his, his table scraps are better than any of us have ever gotten. Right. So like, that's, you don't learn from Jimmy G. (laughs) Yeah. You're just catching Jimmy G shrapnel. Like the chicks that he's like, Oh, this chick's only a 9.5, like swim, move, get her out of the way. She starts crying. Aiden O'Connell straddles up. It's like, Hey babe, he's, he's a, I think he's married. I think we should talk about him like that. He's, he's a good dude. But if he wasn't, but if he wasn't, well, Farva was married. Was he? 
Yeah. Remember? Or, no, landfill, no, no, was it, married. landfill was married. Yeah. Father was father had the blow up doll. Yeah. In beer fest when he's passed out in front of the fridge and the wife comes out. She's like, Oh my God, are you dead? He's like giving him CPR. He's like, Oh, what is that? And puts it back in his mouth. I did that in my wrestling days. I had some weight cuts where it was just when like the weight cuts over like Saturday night after the tournament, you just get the chair, sit it in front of the fridge and you're just, just eat everything that's in there. You're smelling shit. Whatever. Well, you smell, you're like, yeah, that's no good. And then you eat two more things. And as your standards start to drop, you go back to it. You're like, okay. Maybe if I heat it up. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe just put a little extra mustard on this uh, week old potato salad. It'll be oh, fine. God. Well, one quarterback that will be in the well, is he even going to be in the building? I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady is now officially an owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, we talked about this last week. Minority owner doesn't make any decisions. It's more mascot than anything. But with yeah. this news, the conversation has been coming out of could Tom Brady actually play? And a guy who knows the inside and outs of those questions, a guy who's in the building, one of the best writers in all of Raiderdom, friend of the show, reoccurring guest, Vic Tafer of The Athletic joins us next. Talk about timing. Perfect timing. Hey, that was good. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. So you watched that, was it that Andre Ward documentary? Is that what it was? Yeah, I guess it, uh, it was like the Oakland premiere. I guess it uh, hits the TV, uh, I think on Friday. Uh, it was pretty good. Just like... Um, couple hours about his whole life um from the gold medal and his childhood to retirement but uh yeah it was a big turnout like 400 people it was good wow that's nice yeah. i like how when we discuss like like the one percent of the one percent of the one percent in industry like yeah he got a gold medal in his life you know shit like that like oh you'd be like one of the most amazing accomplishments a man World can champion, have gold medal. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, one of the best no boxers doubt. of his generation gold medalist you know all that bullshit yeah he had a good run for sure so are you still doing combat sports for the athletic too then? I'm a, I'm a, no, I haven't been. I'm, I'm going to try start doing some more. We uh, It was weird. We made a run like a couple of years ago. We hired like five guys for both boxing and UFC, which kind of make a little run at it, but it didn't work out. So we kind of tabled the whole thing. So now we have nobody, I think. So I'm going to try and then do some on the side while I'm not doing, uh, not doing football. That's honestly why I subscribed to the athletic was like this whole slew of combat yeah. sports writers you brought in. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I know half of them, you know, I know all of them, like, let's, let's do it. And then they all wiped away. But then I fell in love with the Raiders coverage and the college football coverage. Oh, the athletic college, college football coverage is awesome. Vic, I only subscribe for you, man. That's I appreciate it. that. Only I appreciate, reason. I appreciate you guys. That's good. <laughs> uh, so we're just getting into, um, well, let's, let's finish up with Jimmy G. Okay. Um, the whole issue with him signed, still hurt, new contract, addendum, doesn't get paid. I looked at this as like a giant blessing for the Raiders because now they're in like almost a no lose situation instead of just kind of like buying the car and having to sell it used. They get to like keep him for a month, look at him completely. And then if it doesn't work out, they can say, move on. He agrees with me. Huh. That's a interesting theory. I don't see it they that have way. nothing to lose money wise, bro. Can come well, wait, now you're adding money wise. Now you're, now you're changing it. Now you're changing it to money wise. I, I said, I said, all they lost was time. 
Well, we're not going to cut him. Let's take the worst case scenario. Let's say he his recovery is slower than they think. He doesn't make training camp. He doesn't pass the physical in whatever. It is mid-August. They're not going to cut him. They're just going to give him a, a different deal and keep. In my opinion, they're going to keep him on until he's ready to go because they have no other options. I mean, he's he's it. They don't want to start Brian Hoyer, so there's nobody else on the market you can go get. So he's it. So I think in their minds, yeah, it's unfortunate he needed foot surgery. It's unfortunate he had to redo the contract, but he should be ready uh, by the start of the season. He knows the system. That's a huge edge for him coming in. He knows exactly what, what Josh McDaniels wants. So I think he'll be ready in time. If not, then maybe he's ready a little later than opening day. But I don't think the worst-case scenario is him getting cut. I think of a lot of other things I can do with those $33 million guaranteed than a quarterback that's probably only going to play 10 games anyway because of injury. Right, but they're in a weird spot because, you know, are they trying to win? Are they trying to rebuild? They're kind of in the middle, and you can't really sell. Well, what do you think? Are they are they trying to win? Because it's like everything they're doing makes me think they're kind of rebuilding, except for signing a $75 million, like guaranteeing $33 million to Jimmy G. That's the only thing that makes me say, oh, yeah, they're trying to win now. Well, because they, I think the reason is because they have Devontae Adams, they have Max Crosby, they got Josh Jacobs back, probably in the franchise. So you have guys in place who are top 30, top 40 guys in the league. So you can't tell these guys, yeah, we're going to rebuild and we're going to try and be good in a couple of years. Adams will be gone in a couple of years. So you got to at least try. Maybe he hit a home run with Jimmy G. Maybe he and Josh connect in a way where Derek Carr and he couldn't connect. Maybe the offense is better than. It was last year, and the defense makes a step up with these draft picks. So you got to at least sell the hope and that you're trying, but you're not trying super hard. They didn't make any aggressive moves this offseason that shows you, yeah, we're trying to compete with the Chiefs and the Broncos and the Chargers in the West. So it's kind of you're taking a stab at it and kind of not really. So you're somewhere in the middle, but clearly they're preaching patience while trying to make an effort, and maybe things work out. Maybe we hit – you know, we get lucky and we can uh, make a run this year. Yeah, like my my opinion is like we're trying to win, but we're trying to win with our offense. Like the defense was so devoid of any talent, really, just a couple of like two or three players really that you would want to keep around no matter what. And um, or even two, Jesus. Uh, so let's rebuild the defense with young players. Let's not sp- overspend like we have in the past and try to get lightning in the bottle and be stuck with all this dead money going forward. And let's try to win with our with our offense. And um, didn't work out last year because the offense wasn't as good as what they thought it was going to be. Uh, but now they have someone that they feel can run the offense better. And let's just keep building the offense with younger players and build it the right way. And uh, I mean, where where uh, Mick, Ziegler, or Mick Ziegler came from was, you know, they, they don't spend big money on defense unless it's a game changer, unless they're making you a top five defense, right? They're not spending big money on a guy and it's not going to move the needle. So they're looking to build the defense with younger guys and, you know, try to win with their offense. Yeah, and if that does work out, say you hit you hit a home run and your offense is better, you actually can uh, score a bunch of points. Then ideally you have these pass rushers in Max Crosby, the rookie just drafted, Chandler Jones, who was better towards the end of last year than he was the first month or two. So maybe he's better this year. And those three guys can help you with a lead, attack the quarterback, and maybe get some turnover. So that's the ideal scenario. The offense is better. The pass rush gets home when you have a lead and you cause some trouble late in games and you, you pull off some wins. Tom Brady, as a little minority owner, the you know the fun chatter has been like, oh, man, he's only 24 votes away from suiting up and playing for the Raiders. Can you imagine? Um my my thing is like 
now that you're you're in the building, right? Is Tom Brady anything more than a mascot there? Is there any other role? Like, is he helping the Raiders on the field in any possible way in this role, other than maybe selling tickets? For a normal team, you would say there's no chance. He's solely an owner. But the Raiders are not, we normal all know, <laughs> not a normal team. They do crazy shit. And they do all, I mean, things go way off way off script. They do some weird, more weird shit. So I'm not going to say it's impossible if Tom Brady's starting the game week 13. I mean, it's not likely, but, I mean, if Jimmy G gets hurt again, or, and then you get the owners to approve it, the owners, why, why would they say no? They, they, like, they like money. They like the product being better than it is league-wide. So they're going to say yeah and, and get them out there. So I don't, I don't know what Tom Brady's – desire is to ever play again. I mean, only he knows that, but I'm not going to say it's impossible. No, right now it's just chatter. It's there, you know, that fodder, but knowing the Raiders and knowing what I've seen the last decade, 12, 13 years, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. I mean, it's unlikely, but again, it's not a normal team. Well, you're asking why would they say no? I'm asking why would they say yes? Yeah, why would they make it better? Would a single team that they're playing want to vote Yes. I mean, because I don't think they see the Raiders as a threat. One, I think it helps the overall league product if he's back in it. They create I mean ratings and, and all this stuff. I think he's he's Mister NFL. He's the he's the goat. So, I mean, if they saw the Raiders as a threat to win the whole thing, yeah, they might say no. But no one thinks the Raiders are getting out of the AFC West. No one thinks they're going to make the playoffs. I think so. I don't see this as anything more than a circus act. Which maybe some people are like. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Why not? Hmm. Other than uh, this Garoppolo and Brady story, what's the what's the big story out of OTAs right now? What's going on in there that's that's causing the most stir, biggest headline, biggest story? Is there any? Not really. I mean, uh, the big mini camp is next week, so we'll see. But you, know, you got so many new guys. Guys are kind of feeling their way around. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers today in the article with us said, like, you know, offseason workouts are really not that impressive or that important. It's kind of just a big. Yeah, it's kind of a show for coaches to show that they're in charge and they have things in, structured the right way. So you don't really see a lot this time of year as far as guys making a move on jobs or guys getting better. It's all kind of getting down to fundamentals, getting make sure you're in shape. Uh, with the Raiders, like they, like I mentioned, a lot of new players kind of getting into the mix, kind of developing chemistry on and off the field. So I wouldn't say there's any huge storylines uh, besides the quarterback stuff. And at some point we'll see if Josh Jacobs signs the franchise tag, and I think he will, but um, who knows? Well, say, what about a position group that doesn't have a lot of new players and wasn't really addressed, the offensive line? What do you think, how it's going to shake out uh, towards uh, training camp and into the season? Well, it seems like they're saying uh, Brandon Parker is going to be in the mix, and that was kind of the plan last year before he got hurt. So I don't know if he's going to compete with Illuminor at uh, at right tackle or if they're going to move Jermaine inside the guard, the right guard. I think that's the big hole in their minds is right guard. I'm not sure they want – Alex Bars to be the guy there again next year. He's, he's a fine piece, but probably more a depth guy than a, a guy you want starting for you. So I think of the five guys that started last year, he's probably the guy they would like to, to, to replace. And I think they're fine with Jermaine Illuminor either at right tackle or at right guard. Um, we'll see how Thayer Munford looks this year, second year. So there's got some guys who want to see how they look. But, uh, you know, they proved last year they're not really um, – they like guys reversal. They like guys who have continuity, and I think they think their guys are good enough with their scheme to kind of get by. They don't need to sign big names or spend a lot of money on that spot if they don't have to. How much, and has there been any effect on like Devonte Adams' comments that made headlines last week? And and you know, for like a, like a week or so, he made comments and had to come back on the comments and talk again. Did that have any effect on the locker room? Anything jarring from it? 
I don't think so. I think that was just, you know, I think Devontae wanted to get from the top of his chest. He realized they probably didn't sound as great as he thought they did, so he kind of, you know, uh, backtracked a little bit. And I think, um, I, you know, obviously he sees, the, again, we talked about the roster moves this offseason. There's no reason for him to be excited about the moves they made. They didn't really try to get better that much than the offseason. So I think we'll see how he's, how he's feeling, you know, week five, week six, and to get kind of a better gauge of where he's at. But I think other players kind of, you know what, that, that makes sense. It's not he didn't rip anybody. He just kind of said they didn't see eye to eye. And, and then he said, you know, I get along with him great. So I don't think it's a big deal right now. Uh, we'll see maybe going forward in a couple of months into the season. He sounded to me like a guy that, like, yeah, not disgruntled, not going to like sit out, not going to cause a stir, but just kind of like, I thought I would have more say and I thought this would be better. And he just, and then, and I think everyone feels that way, right? I think mean, like all of Raider right. Nation thought he'd be going into a better situation than he Right. Did. If you look at the timing of the comments, when he said that stuff, we didn't know that Grappolo had foot surgery. So he knows his quarterback is not going to be a part of the mini camp. He's not going to be, you know, so like that probably adds his, like, wow, we got a guy who can't play right now. Maybe he might be ready in a couple of months. But so he knew that. We didn't know that at the time. So that maybe it helps explain maybe where he was in terms of like, you know, why I didn't. I really see what we're doing here, and, and maybe you know the timing of his comments is, is interesting that way. Uh, I've heard a lot that the Raiders they they didn't get any better, right? Besides the quarterback position, because we don't know what's going to happen with Garoppolo. Do you think they got better? I do not. I don't think so. I think because um, the old line we've talked about is pretty much the same, right? The old line is pretty much. I, mean, I don't know if Brandon Parker is anyone's mind a huge upgrade, but what I mean, he is what he is. And I think you look at the receiving group. I mean, Jacoby Myers definitely is, is a good player, but you lost Darren Waller at tight end, so it's kind of he's more of a receiving guy than a tight end, really. So, mm-hmm. uh, run from not sure what his role is going to be. So, they get better at receiver, probably not. Um, and defensively, they added a rookie pass rusher, but you know that wasn't their biggest need. A linebacker, they didn't really address linebacker. Linebacker's kind of a mess. A cornerback, mm-hmm. you could say they lost last year's two starters. I mean, and, and Rocky Hassan didn't have a great year, but he was solid. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't what they wanted, but he wasn't bad. And I don't think you've really upgraded from him so far. So I think defensively, it's hard to say they got better than they were last year. Who's the second best player on the Raiders defense? Second best player on the Raiders defense. It's a depressing <sighs> question. <laughs> it's tough, man. Uh, am I going to say... I think I might say Chandler <laughs> Jones. Say okay. I'm going to say Chandler Jones. I think okay. just – and again, he wasn't what everybody wanted the first you know, six weeks of the year, whatever, eight weeks it was. But he's starting to play better. I think he's got the pedigree and he's in great shape. So you hope maybe he can be better this year. But um, there's no one else that really jumps to mind. And linebackers, I don't see anyone. Uh, defensive backs, I mean, Merrick's the question mark. Nate Hobbs is a guy who – I like Nate Hobbs – but I'm not sure where his home is. I think he wants to be a slot. They want him to play him outside. I think some of his limitations are evident outside. So, I mean, I might say Nate Hobbs, but um, I'm going to go with uh, with Chandler Jones instead. What do you think uh, contributed to that slow start? Was he injured coming in? I know he, he he didn't practice every time, every day during training camp. Like, he took days off a lot. It, it, was there something that just wasn't being talked about? I know that the buildings there are tight. They don't really get anything out. I don't think so. I mean, I must have asked him that question. He, he and I get along pretty well. I asked him all kinds of questions while he was stomping. He was always in pretty good spirits. I'm not sure what it was. I don't know if he um, if he wasn't in, uh, in the best of shape when he came in. I don't know if it was adjustment to the defense. Like maybe he wasn't uh, 
really clear where things should be, but um, I don't think he was hurt. And I think um, whatever it was, it clicked for him, you know, after, but like I said, was it, uh, I think it was week eight or week something. Yeah, week but, um, so I don't really know. I don't know. I mean, and I think like he would tell me back then, if he knew the answer, he would fix it. So he didn't really know why he was you know, mm-hmm. getting the results he wanted either. But um, he was, he said, getting pressure. He was, you know, in the mix and he wasn't getting the stats. We thought he was actually making, making a push even when things look bad. So you never know, but um yeah, I don't know the answer. I'm not sure he does either. Who's the funnest player on the team to talk to? Either like straight up interview or he's the funniest or he always gives you inside info. Like who's the dude you're like, oh, nice. I finally got 10 minutes with this dude. I'm going to get something great. Yeah, I mean, there's been so much turnover. I mean, a lot of the guys I really yeah. liked are gone. I think Illinois is very funny. He's definitely a guy who, once he gets comfortable with you, you can chat by anything. It's pretty entertaining. Uh, Max is, and I have always gotten along pretty well. Um, he's always He can be funny. Uh, Nate Hobbs is also uh, can be a funny guy, but uh, still one really that, that um, I'm trying to think of forgetting somebody. Like in the past, it was um, you know, Jalen Rashard was a guy, was a go-to guy. He's long gone. There's, Adam Hill said the same thing. He's like Jalen was the yeah, dude that Adam always gave you like if you want to get te- get the temperature of the locker room. Jalen was always honest. And Darren, Darren Waller was always in a good mood. He was always a guy that's fun to talk to about different things. So he's gone. I mean, uh, so yeah, no one really. I'm trying to think on uh, who's left. Um, I mean. Renfro's pretty straight, uh, cut and dried. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not much. I, mean, I would say uh, probably Jermaine, but at this point, probably uh, there's the guy. All right, Arjik asked the fluff question. I'm going to ask a serious question here. All right, serious question. I'm ready. Up close. Up close. How Mr. much? subscribes only to The Athletic for Vic Tafer. It's like, oh, yes. you're really going to nail him here, so yes. right, go ahead. Please. How much, up in person, up close, how much does Aiden O'Connell look like Farva from Super Troopers? <laughs> not that much. I mean, oh, there's really? Certain, really? There's certain, there's certain pressing. Well, the certain photos definitely look like it, but he's not. Uh, he's not chubby. I mean, so that's one thing. So I mean, some of the photos are like that. I mean, come on, that's not, that's not a great photo of him, but uh, I, I see it. But up close, you same haircut. As, yeah, you don't see it as much. Up, yeah, you don't see it quite ROTC as much. Up, haircut up close, but it's not. It's there. Definitely, it's definitely there. Does he sound or act anything like him? No. Damn it! He's Take a very uh, sure. he's a very clean cut uh, guy, much in the, in the same kind of way Derek Carr was. They're both very religious, uh, both very serious guys. Are kind of driven, so not a guy who's going to make a lot of jokes. Uh, I don't think, right? As and uh, at least as a rookie, while he's getting comfortable, I think he's kind of you know playing close to the vest. Now that Denzel Perryman's no longer a Raider, who's the player you do not want to let your girl be around? Wow, Jimmy G, was, dude. Was, 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 well, this G. is the thing, though. Was Denzel, was, nothing was Denzel, but Denzel's a threat to the, to the women? I didn't realize that. Oh, well, I, I just guessed as much because he's just so like charming, good-looking dude, buff I as thought, hell. I thought I always like, thought Darren Waller was super hot. Wasn't he the guy that were all like, him too. over? Yeah, the him eyes, too. bro. It's got to be the eyes. The eyes, yeah. I yep. mean, Jimmy G, I, I think Jimmy G is the one who melts everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I just can't think of anybody else. Um, okay. I mean, all these guys are NFL players, so they're all kind of uh, – I wouldn't trust any of them with, with women, <laughs> but, to be honest. But um, – <laughs> But yeah, I think Jimmy G's the he's the king. Dude, my chick doesn't even like white dudes, and she's like, "Oh yeah, this guy's handsome." And I'm like, "Oh shit, <laughs> all right." <laughs> yeah, you walk um, the, when, you, when you walk through the room at the press conference, even guys are like, "Ooh, that guy!" Wow, I mean, it was like <laughs> came in wearing the suit, nice and tight. Yeah, straight, yeah. straight from the night nightclub. He had the you know, the, the, the little uh, little flickers of gray in his hair and a little stubble. Like you were like, "Yeah, he's." Glitter on his face a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you he know, he's a good looking man when the hair starts going gray and he gets more handsome. You're like, come on, that's supposed to be like a negative. You're supposed to start looking yeah. older. We're like, no, he's distinguished. It's Jimmy right. G. 
So well, he vlogs, does bro. just get it. Your sexual he, energy. He does advertise. He's uh, yeah. he, uh, definitely he has that that down. Mm-hmm. How um how hot CD is Josh McDaniels in this season? Is there is there is there any scenario where he doesn't make it through season two? Is it is it like no? He's giving him a very Mark Davis is giving him a super long leash. Where does he stand? Do you think? Yeah, I think it's a super long leash. I think Mark's trying to have patience. He knows he's um, made some mistakes in the past with different hires. I think he wants to make sure he gives us this Patriots way the real a real long you know, run for its money, a chance to really prove that it can work. I think he's going to give him a lot of leeway. The only way I see where it, it may turn around uh, at some point is if they lose a lot and mm-hmm. the fans get really ugly. Then I could, Mark definitely um, – feels for the fans, definitely listens to the fans, definitely like he's a, he himself says he's a fan himself, and he was for the most part of his life. So I think if the fans got really ugly and the season really went off the tracks, then maybe. But other than that, I think he's on board for a two- or three-year plan. And again, for him, I think for the for the, the for Ziegler and McDaniels, the key this year is the rookies, how they develop, the guys you brought in. They, they got to show that. Unlike past draft classes, you have something in place here. You can build from, build from guys who are going to be foundation pieces. And if Mark sees that, I think he can handle whatever the, the, the win-loss record is going to be. Go ahead, Sato. Oh, I was going to ask, like, what defensive tackle. That's one of the, the, the areas. For me, defensive tackle and linebacker is like, okay, I don't really see a lot of like kind of star power. A guy that's going to step up and really – I mean, Spillane played well when he took over for Bush when he got hurt last year, but he's got his limitations. Where do you see – how do you see the defensive tackle spot shaking out? Well, you know, people – I respect a lot of scouts and stuff. Really like Byron Young. I was kind of skeptical of that pick. I thought it was a little too high for a guy who didn't really, like, you know, dominate at, at Bama. But watch his tape. You can see he has the traits you want. He can play up and down the line. He's got good strength, good hands. He can move pretty well. So that's the guy they want to come in and make a, a little bit of a splash. And so he's interesting. I think Bilal Nichols last year didn't do much. But, again, he had some years in the past where he made some plays. So maybe it was just an adjustment, again, to the defense. I'm not sure. But there's some pieces there where I think you can be better uh, on that front line this year. Is there one game you're looking forward to the most? This season, like, are you going to have to be in Kansas City on Christmas? No. Okay. Man, last year, <laughs> last year, I almost got stuck in Pittsburgh for Christmas. That was not good. So uh, I'm not looking forward to that. But I'm a big Miami guy. I lived there as a youngster uh, nah. when I was uh, 21, yeah. 22. Terrible year to be in Miami. Terrible age. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love Miami. So that's to me, that's always a highlight of any schedule I see with that on it. So uh, and that's 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 my spot. Are tickets going to get any cheaper this season? I mean, it's hard to say oh, because right. I mean, not because the people who are buying them are the opposing team's fans. They all that's plan. Their, their, they all plan their ships. That's the catch twenty two. Yeah. So and then imagine if the Raiders are actually good this year, then they actually will even be more you know, a, a value to them these tickets. But no, I think this is what it is. I think that um, people buy them to see their you know, the other team, and that's going to be the way it is for a while. I think so. I think they won't be any cheaper this year. The man's name is Vic Tafer. Check out his work at The Athletic. Um, follow him on Twitter as well, at Vic, V-I-C, Tafer, T-A-F-U-R. Um, and I think Soto was probably subscribing to his OnlyFans as well. So you can ask Soto where to find okay. that stuff. I like feed pics. What do you want? I know. I know you do. This is great, Vic. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Vic Tafer. Much appreciated. Yeah, Second time, man. reoccurring yeah. guest, Vic Tafer. And I wasn't blowing smoke up his ass. Like I, I that's my number one news source for Raiders is the Athletic. Him, Deshaun Reed, Ted Wynn for like X's and O's. He's great. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's you know it's it's worth the price of admission for the Athletic. Yeah, it's cheap, dude. It's worth it. Yeah, no, it doesn't cost a lot, and it's quality quality coverage. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Raiders and what up, win bags? You know what? K King twenty one twenty five. I don't like the idea that if you don't like the Jimmy move, it's because you want car back or a car stand, etc. I didn't care for car, but in my opinion, Jimmy is an injury prone car, a team with a vastly better roster top to bottom. Couldn't wait to get away from this guy. Only reason he was back with San Francisco is because of wait for it. Injury. I a hundred percent hope I'm wrong. And he carries the Raiders to the ball, but bringing in Jimmy without a solid backup option is extremely weird to me. He's literally made it through one season. I, uh, I think that kind of sums up most rational people, most of rational Raider nation. And you get a lot of, cause a car was very polarizing, right? People that yeah. fucking loved him. People fucking hated him. And that just kind of takes over how you view everything. It's just like mm-hmm. through the eyes of Derek Carr. Like you were there for a while. Thank God you came out of it. But like for a lot of people, like they viewed everything through the eyes of like, is it good or bad for car? And it's like, just step away. Like we just want the team to win. Um, and I, I, I sound like a broken record, but this would be so different if we kept Jared Stidham. If we kept him, be like, okay, yeah. you got a super injury prone Jimmy Garoppolo, but you've got a guy that maybe could really be something in Jared Stidham, right? He only played two games for the Raiders for just his like only two starts of his career. Played pretty yeah. damn good against two really good teams. Yeah, two of the two of the best teams like, that he played against. Yeah, the, the the Super Bowl champs and the NFC. Uh, NFC, they got to the NFC championship yeah, game. Right? Niners yeah, went to the yeah. NFC, yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. those are the two teams he played, right? And he played pretty damn well. So it's like, yeah, we never knew what we got with them. So, but Aiden O'Connell doesn't have that, right? He's a fourth, like, again, I think we're you and I are higher on him than most people, but mm-hmm. a fourth rounder, just, the, the question marks are enormous. With Jared Stidham, it was like, the question marks are still there, but there's a lot of a lot of interesting things. I don't know. What do you make of that whole comment? I mean, I agree with it. I just, it's the last part really, really sticks with me. Is there is no solid backup plan? Yeah. Um, and uh, like I was saying earlier, Brian Hoyer is not a long term solution. If God forbid something happens to, to Jimmy G mid season, or maybe in a little bit before. You're not gonna roll with freaking Hoyer for eight nine games. Yep. That's just not gonna happen. It, it, it's it's counterproductive to your growth. You'd want to put a young quarterback out there, even if he doesn't do well, because he gets more experience and he's more valuable to you later down the line. It, it's just yeah, it just wasn't really a, a, a. I don't I don't like the backup plans for us it, right now. It just feels like the season's over if Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, which it should it should not be constructed that way. With a, a, a quarterback as injury prone as Jimmy G, it just- I mean to be fair, not a lot of teams are super jazzed about their backup quarterback, but we seem to be in a little bit worse position than most. Just Raider John eight six six six. We should be a top five offense. Also, we don't hold the record for number of halftime leads blown. You can't blame DC four for all of that. Maybe it's the twenty six ring defense. I don't know. Should we be a top five offense, Soto? There's some I really think, good offenses we'd have to beat out to be top five. I th- we were just out of the top ten last year, and we had a severely underproducing quarterback. Hmm. Okay, 
if we get a quarterback that produces to his normal ability, I mean, Vic's, Vic's a great guy, dude. I think he's awesome. I think he was kind of making that mistake where he was rating the loss of Waller off of who he was at his best, not the loss of Waller off of what we got for him the last two seasons. Mm. Um, I, I do think this offense is better. I think it can produce better because last season was such an injury plague season for two really big targets for us. Mm. So I do think that um, Jacoby Myers is better than any number two receiver we've had last year. Uh, if Hunter comes back healthy. And I do think that um, the tight end position is going to produce better than it did last year. So with that, and uh, I just, I think it's going to be a better, a better mix. I think it's going to be a better mix of players. Maybe not, like name recognition wise, it's going to be better, but production is going to be better. So can they be a top five offense? I think they can be a top five offense. I mean, McDaniels had a top five, a, a top six offense with a rookie Mac and a bunch of no names, right? Not, not, not near the talent that we have on our offense. Right. So he's been able to do it. We can see his offense has been able to do it. Uh, now is can the play, the pieces stay healthy and can they execute? Now, as far as blown leads being solely on the defense, I think we can agree that the offense does have something to play in that. Uh, when you know, in four of those lost those those blown leads that we had, your offense scores six points in the second half. It's it's difficult to hold leads when your offense does nothing. Am I going to put it fully on Carr? No. Am I going to put it fully on the defense? No. It was just a, a mix of the two. And if you go by points per game, the Raiders were 28th in points per game defensively, and they were 12th in points per game offensively. It's a pretty hard burden to carry as an offense. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty rough. Um, as far as can the Raiders be a top five offense? Dude, look at the, look at the, the top five offenses from last season. They're, I would say they're probably going to be the top five offenses-ish again this season. Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Lions, Niners. That's gonna be tough to be better offenses than those, um, and that's not, not including like how are the Jets gonna be with? Um, am I fucking blinking? Greatest Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. A um, couple other things, right? I think the um, uh, the Bengals. I think are only gonna get better. The Dolphins are only gonna get better. It's gonna be tough to be top five. It's gonna be really, really tough to be top five. Not, and that's just in relation to the rest of the uh, rest of the league. So many things have to go right for the Raiders to be like last season. Josh Jacobs had the season of his career. He, everything he did well, he did better. Everything he did poorly, he did average or good last season. And mm -hmm. he was healthy the entire season. Can we count on that happening again? God, I hope so. Um, but we also had the most important player on the offense play poorly for him, mm -hmm. right? We had two of our, his main targets just be shells of Not themselves when they were on the field. Yep. So I think if you take a look at that, the Lions team, how many targets are they going to have available besides Amon Ross St. Brown? Because like left and right, they're getting players suspended for gambling. Yeah. Okay. They don't have the second highest scoring running back in the league in Jamal Williams. He's gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now they did get Gibbs in the draft, but we don't know what he's going to be. We can think that he's going to be really good, but we don't know for sure. But now, my, my, my point being, if 
everything goes right for the Raiders this season, right? Jimmy G stays healthy, clicks with his receivers, clicks with the offense, plays great. Myers doesn't have kind of a rookie start. Like he comes out of the gates firing. Josh Jacobs repeats the best season or close to the best season of his career. The old line that was building momentum last season continues and gets even better. Um, if all those things go right, it's still going to be tough to be a top five offense, even with all those things going right. And that's a lot of things that have to go right. So this idea that like, well, we should be a top five offense. This is on McDaniels. Or this is on Jimmy G or this is on the line. It's like, I will admit that has potential to be good, but there's some really fucking good offenses in the NFL that we're going to have to overtake to be top five. I will amend it. I mean it in this way. I think we can be, we could be a top five offense. Look at what the Niners did last year. Mm. And, 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 and for example, are you going to count on McCaffrey being healthy an entire season again? Yeah. Or Debo Samuel missing a, a being being healthy an entire season? Or Kittle being – these are three guys, on the three main guys on their offense who miss a lot of time. And Brock Purdy now has tape on him. Is he going to be the same? Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. like – There's there's questions around a lot yeah, of other offenses too. But I, I think there's more questions around the Raiders. And, and everything has to go right. And even then, I'm like top five. Well, think again. Everything went right for the Niners last year, and they were a top five. Yeah. So I, I see that being very similar because there are pieces to the Niners that don't normally play every single game. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys have missed games every single season, right? Same thing with us is that we had guys that missed that were big contributors. So I, I think they could be a top five offense. I think more, more, you know, I think probably the seven eight range is a lot more likely or, or probable. Uh, top five is yeah, it's, that's tough. But I mean, again, the Niners did it, and they have a lot of guys that played every single game that they were available to play. McCaffrey came in, you know, halfway through the season or partway through the season, and they they played all, almost every game. So it's possible if, if everything goes right. I think we're still behind Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, most likely Niners. Again, everything has to go right for them two years in a row. And then, we, and then you have to assume the Bengals Chargers aren't getting better, better. I think if everything goes right, we're, we're eight. I think we're seven or eight. Yeah, seven, eight. Everything, if everything goes right, which fingers crossed, boys. Knock on wood if you're with me. Uh, last one. Super Omicron. This is a team that needs every single one of its rookies to come out blasting. Christopher Smith, Michael Mayer, Tyree Wilson, the undrafted free agent OG Blake Thomas. I mean, every single one of these guys have to ball out. Aiden O'Connell coming out of nowhere especially would be great. Other than Mayer and Wilson, I don't know if they really drafted big ballers, really, really high ceiling guys. I think they drafted a lot of like good potential steady dudes, good locker room guys, guys that do their job. Again, I keep hate saying it, Patriot way type dudes. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what they, the again, other than Mayer and Wilson, they were drafting kind of like core guys as opposed to baller dudes. Fair? Well, yeah. I mean, but that that's how that happens, though. Look at like a, fuck, like a Tariq Woolen, okay? He wasn't drafted to be a high-ceiling baller. It's like, okay, you draft a guy that's a good dude, that has good measurables, that has good production in college, and 
he it clicks for him in the pros. If you take that, if you try to hit the home run and swing the home run all the time, you, that's what we did. Well, that, that's my that's my point. Is like like hey, all these guys, you know, we're we're swinging for the fences for all these draft picks that need to pan out. It's like no, we're we drafted mostly we're getting solid doubles. guys that are going to be and trying to get on base. Is, I mean, they look like doubles, but they could be like, dude, this guy's a baller. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he everything you know kind of came together for him in the pros, but. Uh, I mean, my question is: Is the team needs needs every single rookie to come out blasting for what? For what to happen? For us to win a Super Bowl? For us to make the playoffs? For us to have a winning record? I mean, I, that's that's why I don't get it. I mean, I understand where he's coming from. That yeah, for us to be good, we need to have all the rookies play well. I mean, and, I don't know. And, and this is another like best case scenario. Like, oh, we should be a top five offense. It's like, well, we need everything to go right. Then maybe. And it's like, all right, we need all our rookies to ball out. Like that normally doesn't happen, right? Like the C, like th- what the Seahawks ha- had last season is the anomaly of anomalies. Like it's just yeah. that's just just it's just never ever. We're hoping for it, right? But it's they have to all ball out. Like if if, if every rookie has to ball out, then. The, yeah, you, the, you're, but the season's over. Like that doesn't. Yeah. It's one in a million. Yeah, we're hoping. We're gamblers. You never know. Come on. All right, that's it for us. Uh, big thank you to Vic Tafer for joining us. Um, we will keep our eye on Jimmy G String. Keep our eye on OTAs, mini camp coming up. Um, the whole Tom Brady situation. What's going to happen there? It's all very fluid. Everything that's Ooh, happening, so. very fluid. Until then. Now go what if you're with me? Uh-huh.